welcome into the scoop on life we appreciate you taking time to listen in this week i'm chase that's lauren and we are glad you are listening because we have a great show today uh we're gonna stay local today we have our uh local pregnancy resource center executive director that is uh, save a life of calhoun county michelle payne is joining us michelle thanks for taking time with us thank you all so much for having me on this is a treat well, we're excited, and um, for those listening, Michelle and I work together at our local pregnancy center, as Chase said, um, and as he said, staying local today, just talking through, and over the past few weeks, we've even mentioned um, ways that you can be involved with your local center. Um, we've mentioned ways that you can find that. Uh, you can go online, and there are many ways that you can find your local pregnancy center, and so um, we're going to talk through a little bit of ways that you can serve the center nearest you, whether it's right here locally um, where we are in Cowan County or wherever you may be listening to this podcast. And so, um, Michelle, let's just jump in. Um, you found yourself in a teenage pregnancy situation, and um, I believe you even had family members pressuring you um, to consider abortion, to think abortion, maybe even wanted you to have an abortion. Um so if you would just talk a little bit about your story and how um, your story fuels your ministry now at Save a Life Hope and, and your why behind being pro-life. Sure. That seems like it was just yesterday, but that was way back in 1992. So we were in 11th grade and we were preparing for our senior year and getting ready to head off to college and started dating in the fall of our 11th grade year and then in February I realized that I had missed a period and probably needed to take a pregnancy test and sure enough it was positive and at that time um, I was raised by my grandparents actually my grandmother and my great-grandparents and my great-grandfather um, his solution to that was for me to have an abortion because I really believe, A, that he did not understand what an abortion actually was from the medical side. And I also believe that he had my best in mind. So he would have done anything to make sure that I was provided for and that I had a chance at my future and was able to go ahead to college because that was very important to him. And I really think he had my best in mind when he tried to force that. So we did go to a doctor for an abortion. And even though I was very young and of course very scared, the doctor could tell it's not something that I was comfortable with. And he actually um, refused to do it, which we all know from the ministry that we're in that that's a rarity. And I just believe that God spared our daughter's life that day because neither Nathan or I, either one were interested in having an abortion. Even though we were scared and had no clue what we were gonna do, we just didn't think that was the answer. Um, and so that's how that all got started. And a lot of years later, well, actually, let me back up a little bit. When Alexis was about two, I remember being in my great-grandfather's office with her running around and him stopping and saying, I can't imagine life without her with tears in his eyes. And he was just thinking back through how, you know, that day could have gone a lot differently. And so I'm just very thankful that the Lord stepped in that day. And we were blessed to be going to a local Christian high school at that time. They were very, very generous to us. They allowed us to finish out our 11th grade year homeschooling 
you know, we were doing the same things all the kids are doing now when we go into the schools and they're talking about studying for tests and practicing for sports. And, you know, Nathan was practicing piano and I was on the volleyball team and there was so much we had going on and all of that came to a dramatic halt, but the school allowed us to finish our 11th grade homeschooling. And then we went on and got our GEDs and had to grow up really fast. And so Nathan started working full time. And then I stayed home with Alexis at that time. We moved away with his job. He was offered a job in Indiana and we moved away. We had Caleb by then, he was about six months. And then we ended up moving back to Alabama around 2004, the end of 2004. And we started, um, somebody came up to me at our church, Chase, someone you love very well, love very much, Miss Faye Robinson, came up to me and she noticed after we started going to Church of the Cross, she noticed that I had a Choose Life tag. So shout out to the Choose Life tags and everybody out there with Choose Life tags, people really do notice them and pay attention to them. And she said, you have plenty of time on your hands because the kids are in school and you need to be volunteering down at Save a Life. And what she didn't know is that February, when I thought I may be pregnant, that's exactly where I went for the pregnancy test. So a friend and I, we skipped school. I had now actually heard of Save a Life. I wasn't familiar with it and she was, and we skipped school and went to get a pregnancy test. And sure enough, it was positive and Faye didn't know that. And so I really put her off. And everybody who knows Faye and how sweet she is knows that that's just terrible. <laughs> I really put Faye off, but I didn't want to get into all that and that conversation. And so I was putting it off. And finally, she just brought me an application and said, you are going to go down there and apply. And so I did. And sitting there with the director that first time and sharing our story, and there's a lot more detail to it, but sharing our story, I just squalled like a baby. And the Lord just made it very clear to me that I needed to use that testimony to help other people. And I think I had been trying for so many years to drop that title of the teenage girl that got pregnant, had been trying so many years to drop that. I didn't want to delve back into that. But when he helped me understand that I was going to be able to use that testimony to help other people, that made it more doable for me. Well, that's awesome to, to hear how you went to save life as a teenager in need um, your friend went with you, you got your pregnancy test, um, you went, went ahead and had your baby, you moved away, came back, and then you started volunteering at that same center and then volunteered for several years and then before becoming the director in 2009, I believe. And so that's just really cool to see how it kind of came full circle. And now you're able to serve the women in this community who all those years ago served you when you were the one in need of a test. And that's, that's really awesome. Sure. It, it is a blessing for sure. So I started volunteering in 2005 and then um, trained just like so many people who are going to be listening to this podcast. I trained as a receptionist and just kind of got a feel for the ministry that fall. They offered training to be an advocate and I did that. And then the office manager position came up. And so I, I took on that position for a few years, um, just a few hours a week. Our kids were at a local school and it worked out for just a few hours a week. And then the opportunity to become executive director came up in the fall of 2009. I was scared to death and felt completely unqualified for that position. 
and um, it was a very strange situation. And I had just a little um, anecdote, a little funny part to that. I had, I'm right-handed and I had just broken my right wrist roller skating. And we had just started homeschooling our two kids that month as well for the first time in our lives. So all in one month, I had to figure out how to do without my right hand as a homeschool mom and executive director. <laughs> it was a crazy time, but the Lord provided and provided so much help through all of that. And I can't believe that's been so many years ago now. So uh, like we've mentioned, you've been the director for, for 10 plus years and during that time, uh, what are different ways churches uh, or individuals um, have served the center uh, that have been most helpful and most encouraging? I can think of so many. Uh, one that comes to mind right away, and Lauren will appreciate this as well, um, when I first became director, I hardly used the computer at all. I had sent a couple of emails maybe. That's about it. I didn't do anything on the computer, didn't care to. And Chase, uh, Pastor Ballard, had been working with me to help me start learning how to design little bulletins that we were making for Children's Church at that time. And that grew into me beginning to understand Adobe, um, how to use different design programs and everything. And that helped me grow. And that poor man was so patient and he would take my random calls, um, trying to figure out how to even find a text box, you know, cause they disappear and you can't find them. I have a clue how to find that just random, ridiculous things. Um, his patience over the years helped me to be able to learn a lot about computers to be able to do different things such as design work or newsletters which Lauren is doing an amazing job with now on a grander scale. But then we also had people who would volunteer their time in the office as a receptionist to answer the phones or do filing. We had people who gave hours and hours of their time and training to be an advocate to minister to women when they first come in for their first consultations. We've had people come and do yard work and we've had people come in and vacuum and we've had people come in and fold baby clothes and hang baby clothes and put diapers up. And right now at the office, they're waiting because there's a gentleman running by to drop off snacks. He just ran to Sam's and he wants to donate snacks, but he doesn't have time to, don to donate right now in the office, but he can drop off snacks for all of our clients when they're there for parenting classes. So that's so cool. Um, we have people all the time just to bring by random things that are needs. And they're so, I love the thought um, we heard a while back, Lauren, in one of the podcasts we've been listening to about people giving of their times, time, talent, and treasures. And I think we see that on a weekly basis at Save a Life. We see people in our office volunteering. We see people helping us with skills. And we also see people donating. And it's it's incredible that it all comes together and really make the kingdom work. Well, and that's, and that's another thing that we want to encourage our listeners to do. We talked a few weeks ago with Andrew Wood, who is the executive director of Hope Resource Center in Knoxville. And he just encouraged everyone who could to reach out, you know, find your local pregnancy center, reach out and say, here's the times I have, here's what I can do. Here's what, I, what I'm willing to do. You know, what can I do to serve you? And he, you know, just alluded to the fact there's going to be something, you know, even if you're calling and asking how you can pray specifically that week for that center, there's probably something going on that can be prayed for, you know, Hey, like, like Matt did, I, I, I don't have time to come volunteer or maybe I don't have the ability to do that right now, but what physically do you need? 
Matt, we need snacks to, to serve our clients. And okay, all right, I'm gonna go to Sam's and buy snacks. And so I would encourage you wherever you are, you know, to find your local center, call them. Um, as Michelle just mentioned, be willing to use your time, talent, or treasure, or all three, um, to serve the local center and the needs that they have there. Um, and so Michelle, uh, one, one last question here. If you had to recommend two, maybe of your top, your top two favorite resources, as far as, um, just education in the pro-life ministry or just good reads or good podcasts or good websites what would you recommend to people who are just wanting to know more learn more be more educated um really solidify maybe in their mind the why behind why they're pro-life like what would you recommend sure well you know me better than to know that two is not going to work for me there's no (laughs) way i can narrow it down to two a few what's a few (laughs) outside of the amazing scoop on life podcast that people are (laughs) have available to them now I would definitely say one of my top podcasts would be a conversation on life with Andrew Wood who I know you guys have had on to interview um, it is a very powerful podcast and very real life I also um, love what the Radiance Foundation is doing right now um, as far as not only the pro-life world goes the pro-life movement but also racial reconciliation I think they have a good beat on that And then there are several things that, of course, Focus on the Family has excellent resources, as does CareNet and Heartbeat. They are all doing an amazing job of putting out so much content right now. It is incredible. Um, CareCast podcasts by CareNet are really, really awesome. And then there's so many books that I know you've mentioned before, uh, John Enzor and Scott Klusendorf and Abby Johnson. There's so many right now that are putting out good content and just good books. At Randy Alcorn, his writing's incredible. He's been writing for the pro-life movement for years and years, and all of his books are solid as a rock. Um, I would say outside of all of those, and there's so many more, but... Um, to follow all those on Facebook and on Instagram, on different social media outlets, because then they're going to share even more opportunities for you. There's so much out there right now. Like we just saw, CareNet just offered the Baking Life Disciples um, class courses for free. Right now, the pro-life world is bending over backwards to provide education. But I want to encourage everybody to search in the word. Um, that's what comes first. So if you're going to read anything, search in the word first and be a Phineas. So I was thinking about, did you guys, because y'all are close to Alexis's age, did y'all watch Phineas and Ferb oh, when yeah. y'all were kids? Oh yeah. So I loved it as a mom because Phineas and his sister are completely Caleb and Alexis. And so I got a lot of the humor out of that, but there's a Phineas in the Bible as well. And if everybody has a minute, whenever they have time, go and read in Psalms 106. It's really powerful and it really speaks to our world today. So a lot of people say, well, yeah, I'm totally pro-life, but what are you doing about it? Because abortion is a moral plague on our society. And if we don't stand up, other people are not going to do that. And Phineas did stand up. And so they were talking about in Psalm 106 about how God's people, they just crumbled. You know, they just, they fell under fear. They started picking up idols. They weren't listening to God. They weren't following his commandments. They weren't remembering the covenants. They were just a hot mess, just like we are right now in our world. And then there's a little part that jumps in and it's in, Um, Psalm 106 and 30, it says, but Phineas stood up and he intervened and the plague was checked. 
This was credited to him as a righteousness for endless generations to come. And I think about all the people, Lauren's learning so much, you're learning so much right now about people in the pro-life world who have been there for years who you really haven't known. You just haven't had a chance to know them or know about them. And so I, I think of people like Wells Goebbels. If anybody has the time to look up his book, there's a storm coming, great book. Um, different people like Bob Faust, um, Abby Johnson, Kirk Walden. These people have been in the pro-life movement. We're talking 30, 40 years. This is not new. There have been, there's generations of people who have been standing up for life and we'll do that for generations. And I always think about the Bible, it talks about there being a well dug. Those people dug a well that we're drinking from now. And we don't want to take that for granted. So when you go back and listen to a podcast or you go back and read somebody's book or you read somebody's testimony or you read an article about them, those are all wells that have already been dug and we can learn so much from them and gain energy and strength and wisdom and direction from them as well. So just follow people that are positive and that care about life on social media and, and in whatever you read. And there's definitely lots out there, people to follow and really good pro-life resources that are available. Absolutely. Michelle Payne, she is the executive director of Save a Life Calhoun County. Thank you for uh, joining us here on the Scoop on Life, Michelle. Thank y'all. And I'm so excited for what you are doing. I'm praying blessings over you all the time. You know, I'm completely behind you on all this. Thanks, Michelle. We enjoyed our conversation there with Michelle Payne, the executive director of Save a Life Calhoun County. We appreciate her heart behind uh, being pro-life and all she does um, for our Save a Life of Calhoun County and ministering to the women um, in East Alabama. Uh, we appreciate her for taking time with us, and we appreciate you for listening in this week. And if you want to go back and listen to past shows, uh, you can do that on the Apple Podcast app, on Spotify, and on YouTube. Just search for The Scoop on Life, and we will have it up uh, there for you to listen the Scoop on Life. All the past episodes are up on Spotify, Apple Podcast, uh, YouTube, and now Google Play. So you can listen on Google Play uh, Podcast as well. We're also on social media on Facebook and Instagram. Search for the Scoop on Life Podcast and keep up to date with everything we have going on with the podcast. Thanks again for taking time with us here on the Scoop on Life. We'll see you next week.